This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. Now, that was the closest to sounding like a cult that it has ever, <laughs> that it has ever gotten. It was just, this is Doug Loves Movies. We all love movies. Uh, very good. Uh, thank you for being here. I know that it's easy to make an excuse like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't come tonight because of the State of, Un- of the Union address, but that can't possibly be true. I think it's just that this, uh, you guys are the hardiest uh, Douglas Movies fans that can get to the middle of Hollywood by 7 o'clock on a, on a Tuesday night, and I appreciate you guys for that, but I'm going to s- stop doing shows here at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Because uh, those, uh, you know, the afternoon 420 shows, like, are, are generally always really full. 
and uh, and great. But you guys are in for uh, a, a treat because it's uh, going to be another uh, great show. And uh, we're coming to you once again from the Nerd Melt showroom in the back of Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. It's Tuesday, January 12th, 2016. I think I've already said 2015 on a couple of different episodes. Like on Douglas Minis, I might have said it. Uh, let me see your name tags, Hollywood. I feel like you brought some good ones. Maddie's home instead of Daddy's home. Great job. <laughs> Mike to the future instead of Back to the Future. I've gotten pretty good at this, you guys. <laughs> figuring out what these are. I saw Anama Lena on uh, Twitter today. And your name is Alina? There you go. And dressed to Will? And your name is Dressed. <laughs> Oh, another Back to the Future. This is going to be a conflict. You're probably going to, like, you know, in the Academy Awards, when two people from the same movie are nominated, they always say that they cancel each other out, so neither of you can win. Sorry about that. Dude, where's my Cara? Carly. Carly. Did I, say, did I make that same mistake the last time you brought that? Never You've never brought it? <laughs> I swear I've seen that one before. And this one I saw on the internet today. Jeff Proof, instead of... Death proof. <laughs> Instead of death proof, it's death proof. A crash course in movies. And then you have my face sticking out of a car. So good job, Jeff. Good job, everybody. And good luck to all of you in being chosen. Let me do some Doug plugs. We're doing another Douglas movies tomorrow here in Los Angeles at the uh, UCB Theater Franklin location at 8 o'clock. And then Doug Loves Movies is returning to the Neptune Theater in Seattle this Saturday, uh, January 16th at 4.20. And we're back here in this very space this Sunday afternoon at you-know-what time, opposite probably some football. <laughs> so that's probably a better excuse to skip out than, uh, than Barack Obama. But uh, I, I hope people show up. And I'm doing stand-up on January 30th. That's a Saturday at LOL Comedy Club. It had to happen, I guess. Uh, somebody had to name a club, LOL, in uh, San Antonio. And uh, if lots of name tags show up at the San Antonio stand-up show, then I'll come back with the Douglas movies. Yeah, that's how I do it. It's a test. It's a test, essay. San Antonio. Um, <laughs> the prize bag tonight is, um, I've already forgotten where I got this fun bag from, but it says uh, Cushy Punch on it, and it's, and it's purple. And uh, inside the bag, of course, is a Doug Loves Movies t-shirt, a hat from uh, Perennial Holistic Wellness Center. Uh, yeah, it's in East Los Angeles, so I'm sure you guys are going to stop by there often a um this has got christmas wrapping on it but i know what's inside and i can just tell you it's a pokeball uh from my friends at pokeball if you don't know what a pokeball is then you're not listening to or watching getting dug with high <laughs> and also i was on at midnight all week last week and uh they give you stuff every day for coming by you know they give the guests stuff and uh so i'm gonna re-gift this thing it's uh it's some treats from a place called Cake Monkey. <laughs> Cakemonkey.com. And I, you know, they're, if I, I would tell you they're delicious, but I haven't, I don't eat that stuff. 
But I'm sh- they sound delicious. <laughs> They're like ding-dongs, but like with rev- red velvet cupcake inside. There you go. That's the exact reaction. That's the reaction I was looking for. Second row, guy's like, oh, wow. That does sound amazing. I hope I win. Did you bring a name tag? No. You can't even win. That's, that's the, oh, wow, was tinged with sadness. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm going to give you one of these. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to pull it out, but I am going to throw it at you overhand. Oh, you are in the second row. Uh, hopefully it's one with red velvet on the inside because I, I made such a big deal out of the red velvet. The label on the back is so tiny, I'm going to check and make sure. Yeah, that's what it is. It's got like raspberry on the inside. Oh, you caught it. <laughs> Let's get my guests out here. Three good ones. Three, three of your favorites if you know what you're doing. If, you know, if you're listening to the show properly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, please give a big warm welcome to Julian McCullough, Greg Proops, and Michael Sheen. Hooray. Greg Proops, winner of the Pete Holmes Award for speaking first. There's no actual prize involved. It's just more of an honorary thing. And uh, what you got for the prize bag, Greg? I brought a book that I found in my room. I wrote it, and it's called <laughs> The Smartest Book in the World. It, oh. There it is. I autographed it, and there's a kitten sticker inside. So if you can imagine the largesse. Yeah. And, of course, a spinoff of the successful podcast, The Smartest Man in the World. And uh, I just want to take a moment to say, if anybody's looking forward to a Doug Loves Movies book, just stop. <laughs> I'm too busy watching movies to write a stupid book. <laughs> But when you're the smartest man in the world, you got to write the smartest book in the world. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, Greg, I, last time I saw you was uh, New Year's Eve, or even New Year's Day. After was, midnight, we actually, saw each yeah. other, but then I haven't seen you since. I know. How's the new year treating you? Well, uh, it's been an eventful new year so far. Uh, uh, but I've had a good, uh, I've done a couple gigs, and uh, I should have a funnier answer. I've just determined that I should have a funnier answer. Uh, well, uh, uh, let's do like whose line is it anyway? Okay. Uh, say something funny about so far this year. <laughs> Go. Well, so far everyone hasn't died that I love. Oh. Again, tinged with sadness. This is going to be a bittersweet episode. Um, mostly because Michael Sheen is here. Hi, Doug. One of the greatest actors to ever appear on Douglas movies, and easily my favorite of all the acting sheens. Thanks. That's a, that's a compliment, because Mar- Martin Sheen's a great actor. He is. He's and then he's my, got a couple of, of kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I once met the guy who was his driver on Apocalypse Now in the Philippines. And he's the guy who picked him up after the scene where he got drunk and smashed the mirror and was covered in blood. And he still has the T-shirt with Martin Sheen's blood on it. Wow. (laughs) Pretty sweet item. Thanks. And it's in this bag. Oh! (laughs) What'd you bring for the bag? Uh, No. Um, All right. I know in past shows... 
I've gone a bit far. You brought too much, and it looks like tonight you've no. continued the tradition. I'm, I know it's. I'm here comes you. Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, it's there's just one big box, and then two little things. Okay. The big box is a pair of uh, American size nine uh, women's Uggs. Uh, that is a sweet that pair. That is a nice. Of a really motorcycle boot Uggs. Yeah, those are nice Uggs. Uh, they were supposed to be for Sarah. They didn't fit her. So someone is going to get those. And uh, also, They were too big, right? They were too big. Yeah. Okay, good. And then also uh, a book of, <laughs> of Pixar's uh, The Artwork for Inside Out. That's really nice. Yeah. And, and the art for The Good Dinosaur. Wow. I should have I done it the other way around, shouldn't I? The Good Dinosaur and Inside Out. Yeah, it would have been more of a build. But yeah. also, I appreciate you not stealing stuff from Meltdown Comics and then bringing it in here and claiming that it's part yeah. of the prize bag. Well, you know, I like to... I put some effort into my gifts. That is really great. You Thank go. you so much. Yeah, this is going to be probably the heaviest win. Yeah. Of all time. Two heavy books and some Uggs. Oh, and they're, uh, they're also Japanese size 26. Uh, I noticed on the box. Who knows their Japanese size? <laughs> you are? Uh-oh. Please, God, you win tonight. Now somebody has to pick an Amelina. Don't let those Uggs have died in vain. And also here with us tonight is Julian McCullough, everybody. Hello. Hello. Who, we can make it official now, because there's a date on the calendar and everything, is going to be the host of a, a, an attempt at a spin-off of this show. We'll, we all have a let's see how it goes attitude. <laughs> but uh, Julian is going to be hosting on February 2nd at UCB, the Franklin location, where we also do Douglas movies a lot, like tomorrow night, for instance. Uh, but he's going to be there on February 2nd. What time? Uh, it's pretty late. Yeah. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. When, that's when rock and roll but happens. That's when it happens. Julian Loves Music, the first ever taping, nice. will be at UCB on tu- is it Tuesday. Does that count as ticket sales that they clapped? Yeah. That means yeah. they're all going to be in. there? They're in. Good. Uh, February 2nd is what day of the week? Tuesday, Tuesday, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. So I can actually pick out of the audience which of you can probably make it. <laughs> Jeff's going to be there. Um, but because he's got a car. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's going to be like, a, you know, he's obviously going to bring his own spin to everything, and it's going to be about music instead of movies, but mm-hmm. it's going to be essentially attempting to sort of see how the same format works uh, about movies instead of music. Because the, would yes. you say you love music as much as I love movies? At least. And uh, and uh, style-wise, I'm a little meaner. So we'll see how that goes. You're meaner than me. I, are you mean? I can be. I haven't noticed. <laughs> Just because... yell out Amy Adams sometimes. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> um, I have my moments, but that'll, yeah. be, that'll be interesting to, to see how, how you do with uh, hosting it. If I'm you, very if, excited. If you are I don't meaner. get ex- I mean, I've been I've been uh, doing comedy for a long time, and uh, you know, you have projects here and there, you know, and a lot of stuff you just do for money here and there. This is like probably the most excited I've been in five years to do anything. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't believe that. Uh, you know, it's taken this long for somebody to go. Let's just do the same format. Me too. I can't believe with a different thing. 
Nobody thought and to just rip you off. I'm happy to. Well, yeah, you could have just stole it, but he came to me, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be involved. I'll be a guest eventually, maybe not on the first get, first episode. Mm-hmm. And also, are you gonna take my approach of keeping the guests a secret, or you, do you want to tell people ahead of time who they're gonna be? I think like the seeing? first few, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the guest names to get people to come. But that's then after what they that, always say. And then for the rest of time, you'll have to tell people who the guests are gonna be. <laughs> oh, really? Because you've already opened up that. Can oh, of, so do you can think I should just? You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna, they're a secret. They're a secret now. Well, now I got to warn you that that first show is going to be empty, but... <laughs> <laughs> it took a few years to build up Doug Loves Movies, but yeah. uh, hopefully we'll get, uh, get yours going stronger right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to bypass that through your hard work. I want to yeah. do one the same format that's about coats of arms. Would that, would that work? Michael loves coats of arms. That's a winner. Isn't it'll it? be better as yeah. a logo than spoken, because it, it'll just be Michael and a heart and a coat of arms. Yeah. Uh, but I love that that premise. That's good. And then good. Uh, you can ask questions about coats of arms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Games. Yep. You can ask people what their favorite coat of arms is. Mm-hmm. You can ask what coats of arms they've seen in recently. Yes, that they enjoy. Your, your fa- well, your favorite one. That you yeah, what's recently. your favorite? What's right. a good coat of arms you've seen recently? Yeah. Well, I saw one that you know a, field, a sky blue field and a wild boar, and you know it had some Latin on it. But I lost interest about halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it should have ended stronger. Oh my God! I just got the news, and I didn't even look at my phone. What? Huh? Michael loves coats of arms has been canceled already. Oh, oh my no! god! It's already not a thing. Oh man, I can't believe that is it. Nobody gave it a chance. The man squished it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the man. <laughs> Michael loves fucking the man. <laughs> That's a terrible a new, logo. A new st- <laughs> <laughs> it's so specific. Yeah. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> what do you got for the uh, prize bag, Julian? Well, uh, for a couple of reasons, I have brought uh, the ultimate collection of Hank Williams on CD. It's two discs. Uh, the, the first reason is his biopic is coming out uh, fairly soon. It was supposed to come out in November, and now they pushed it, I think, to March. Tom Hiddleston is going to play Hank Williams. Uh, he's Always British. a good sign when they push a film. When they were, oh, I know. Always yeah. a good sign. Well, it's so good. We want to wait a bit longer. Well, November was too soon after Hank's death. Ah, right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> they decided to make it a more respectable date. Tom Hiddleston. People were mad when they found out a British guy was playing Hank Williams. Uh-huh. Like movies are always real. You know what I mean? Like the, Jaws was also not a real shark. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other reason I'm bringing this is because this was in my car. I'm going through a divorce. If I listen to this anymore, I'm going to kill myself. So I'm going to give this to other people. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's if sweet. you love me half as much as I All love right, Greggy. What, do you want me to break down up here? It's not. Oh, no, I don't. Let's bring back Coats of Arms. That was funner <laughs> to talk about. All of this is going to be someone's tonight. But we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a little bit. I also want to ask you about Julian Loves Music. Should we tell people for the February 2nd show to bring... Are they going to bring name tags? I is wa- there going to be I the mean, same kind of participation? Ideally, I would like to do everything the same. Maybe yeah. like bring an album. It's an album cover. Bring an album cover that you could somehow work your own name into. Yeah. Or, or, or just add your name to an album cover. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and bring it. And then the guests, even more so than on my show, I think album covers, everyone could just pick 
an album that they really it, love. Absolutely. You know. And then put their name. Like for example, what is your name, sir? Yeah, you. William. William. Yeah. So. You show know, show what you did today. You, you did uh, what movie did Dress you do? to Will. Dress to Will, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so you would be Will em All by Metallica, and then that would be a good... I would do uh, Britney Spears' Proops I Did It Again. That's good. Sounds like I just sold another ticket to Julian Loves Movies, and Greg Proops will be in the audience. Pick me. <laughs> if you make a parody album cover that says Proops I Did It Again, I will, play, I will make sure well, someone plays I for you. I could do the gap-bound Proops upside your head. Mm-hmm. And your guests are going to be a combination. <laughs> I know that album. Thank you. You're welcome. Of, uh, your guests will be like uh, musicians and then also uh, comedians. I want to do two comedians and one musician because, you know, it should be funny. And then... Uh, <laughs> But then also, I have the opportunity, if a, if a comedian says something dumb about music, I can get some backup from the musician to be like, hey, you really are officially stupid. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so. I like it. Yeah. I, hope you, I hope the musicians you get aren't too snobby, because if I come on with a snobby musician, right. they're going to make fun of my taste in music. Well, I mean, I'm starting. most musicians don't listen to Frozen all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. I let it go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I try. I guess I won't go snobby. Uh, maybe like Stephen Malkmus from Pavement. He seems pretty chill. Uh, that was a joke. He is the biggest snob in music. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're a good. It should be someone fun, right? Because it's a show that's Why fun. Why not? Yeah, let's do that. I heard Amazon just picked up Michael Sheen's coat of arms show. And, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm looking forward to that turnaround. Yeah, 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 I love it. Michael. Gonna, I always want to have one comedian one night <laughs> and one wild ball. One night only. One night only. <laughs> you should also, your sidekick should be Mel Gibson in full Braveheart regalia. <laughs> Michael, what was the last movie that you saw? Uh, the last movie I saw was, uh, oh, I watched Sicario the other night. Mm. Seen that? You watched a screener of that? I watched a screener of that. I thought it was fantastic. Very Brilliant. intense Why film. is that not more in the conversation, as we like to say in the business? I uh, think because it's, it's such a genre straddler, I think. Mm. Because Which picture? Uh, it's called Sicario. Sic Sicario. It no, means it's hit got that it Phil means Collins soundtrack going for <laughs> it. It means hitman and drug dealer. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, in, it's fantastic. In uh, Juarez. Blunt, Benicio del Toro. Oh, yes. Oh, one, God, what literally one person got that Rowling. Fantastic. <laughs> really good. Oh, yeah, I saw the preview for it the other day, now I, that you mention it. Right, I, and it's directed by this guy, Denis Villeneuve, who is brilliant. And if anyone uh, hasn't seen the film The Double that Denis Villeneuve directed with Jake Gyllenhaal, I would... Uh, Enemy, sorry, not The Double, Enemy. Uh, Enemy, which is fantastic. I love that movie. That's, and it's not a big budget, it's a smaller budget, but it's really, really interesting film. Can I... I have a question real quick. You said... The double, yes, and then he knew you were talking about a movie that didn't even sound like the double. Yeah, I know. How how did that happen? It's based oh. on a book called The Double. Yeah, you we're, guys, should we're be. so many moves further along right. than anybody else here. Sorry. There's like a movie called The Double with Jesse Eisenberg, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, which is a trailer on the DVD for the Enemy. But oh, let's not go so that. Confusing. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is that. a wormhole. We'll, we? we'll be making jokes about the guy from Pavement soon. So. <laughs> Let's not go that way. 
what uh, the thing I think that confused people about Sicario it certainly worked that way for me is that Emily Blunt was just anointed an action star by the being in Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. She's so great at that. Awesome. It just sort of felt like that's where she was headed. And in Sicario, she's she's you know she's badass, but she's also kind of confused and scared the, most of the time, a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And the movie also. It doesn't. It doesn't play exactly like a straightforward drama about a horrible situation in Mexico or an action film about it. Hmm. It does both, and it does them so well that I think people kind of walk out of it just like not even knowing what they experienced. And I think it'll it'll get more people will like it more as time goes by. Hmm. I hope so because it's a fantastic film. It's got so many great scenes. It's got a brilliant opening. It's one of the best openings I've it's seen. It's just this a, year. yeah, it's but it's cool the way the whole thing's put together, but I just don't think it's like the popcorn movie anybody expected yeah. it to be. Yeah, or, and also not the message movie they expected it to be. Like you're in a great movie that's like more message than popcorn that killed the messenger. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of on the bubble there where it's got uh, elements of both, where it's like kind of a traditional thriller, but also yeah. it's telling a, a, a crazy crazily serious and yeah. and ultimately upsetting story and also like there's such a massive glut of films that all come out around the same time of the year and then they it's like but you know Sicario ends with a hopelessness you know like no matter what you think of it at the end of it you're like well Juarez is just a mess that's not gonna get fixed that's true you know and uh, so you just sort of you're not gonna run to your friends and go you gotta fucking see this movie no you go we can do drugs it's never gonna stop we might as well do these drugs. Well, there's the good news. Yeah. yeah. Hopelessness? What are you talking about? Yeah. Greg, what was the last uh, cinema or home viewing experience you had? I was on a plane back from Chicago, and I watched a very, very funny movie. It just won Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. It's <laughs> the Martian. And, uh, I, please, I, I, hilarious you just, movie. When you even bring it up, I start laughing. I can't concentrate. It ruins my day because there's nothing funnier than The Martian. Uh, I spilled my compliments water uh, during the movie because I was on a plane as I said uh, so funny I don't know if you remember a movie from the 60s with Don Knotts called The Reluctant Astronaut but this had a lot of the same jokes yeah yeah very similar <laughs> you know how do you eat the food and like what do you do if you're dying and I just oh uh, by the way disco's still bad that's a joke in the movie uh, evidently for white guys they're never gonna give it up over disco uh, white guys are still, still angry sucks. That, yeah that gay people and black people had a voice in our culture at any point that women liked music of a certain kind and uh, so that, that's Wait, one of the hilarious gags in the movie. I, I haven't seen The Martian. Is it as funny as The Jetsons? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? Not as funny as the episode where the rock star comes on and sings Eep Ork Ock or whatever that one was. <laughs> Not a classic Gene Jetson episode. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, the hallmark of comedy is a lot of meetings in rooms. Uh, one guy to- by himself. Oh. I mean, just... Think back to Castaway and what a laugh riot that was. <laughs> the hopeless diary of someone uh, endlessly marooned. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Where does the laughter not fucking kick in is what I want to know. And so fun that his five friends all decided to uh, ignore their families <laughs> and their lives in general to spend another year and a half in space to go save the one guy <laughs> who knew what he was getting into when he went out there. Sure. And that meeting that where they decide to spend another year and a half in space takes all of a minute in yeah. the movie. I'm in. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's 
sit around for another year and a half. What do you guys want to do now? Parcheesi? Right. The way the way you guys are talking about this thing, it sounds like it's not funny. Well, the Hollywood foreign press has a very funny sense of humor. There's a lot of very eminent reporters from the Balkans and uh, <laughs> Sarajevo. Is that yeah, still a place? Oh, no, no. Seriously, the Montenegro. Sean Penn voted as soon as he was done talking to El Chapo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real fun crowd that knows comedy over there. At, I, that uh, one really. Uh, yeah, it's a laugh riot. Well, I'll tell you, it's funnier than Joy. I'll give it that. Uh, of another movie that was nominated for best musical or comedy, uh, it's a scam, and it's uh, you know we're on to you, uh, and uh, Hollywood for- foreign, and press. we're going to do nothing about it because it's just going to keep happening that way because it's a great sneaky way to get a, an award for a movie that's not as heavy as an award-winning movie generally tends to be. Right. Also, we don't want Ricky Gervais to not do that anymore. He oh, needs, I, that's a great job. If he did it every year, I'd be so happy just because, but, but at the same time, as much as I loved it, I also was like, wow, that guy, he really is, just does not, he's not afraid. Did we hear whether Mel Gibson beat the shit out of him backstage? <laughs> did any, I mean, genuinely, no, was there but anything? I heard, that, I heard what he said to Mel Gibson, that where they, this stupid censorship, they can't just figure out, they can't yeah. bleep out words. Yeah, they bleep out They have to bleep out the whole fucking sentence. Because if we could have at least gotten the gist of it, it would have been more fun to know that that's what he said. Because he said, uh, uh, what the fuck does sugar tits mean? And which you know I've been thinking that since day one yeah, of, the, yeah. of the whole Mel Gibson. It's, could you not tell? I can tell. Could you not sweet, tell that sweet he said tits. I read his. Yeah, we I read mean, his lips. Oh, you can yeah. read his lips. And yeah. I'm untrained. It just that. went by like, <laughs> like every time that the sound would drop out for a whole sentence. Yeah. Like it was so startling that they were doing it that way that I didn't I didn't get my uh, you know read the lips eyes on. Right. But yeah, I guess I could have maybe figured it out. What did Mel say back to him? I forget. I'll tell you it's later. It's hard to read Ricky Gervais's lips because you're worried that his vampire teeth are going to sink <laughs> into your neck at any moment. What's the question, Julian? What did Mel Gibson say back to him? What was his comeback? Oh, it his was... comeback was... Ha, um, uh, <laughs> 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 Doesn't he just go, ah, get out of here or something yeah, like he, that? I think he threatened his life, but whatever. Well, at one point he says, at one point he goes, ah, but yeah, it does, he, he was grabbing his beer back. He says, oh, you don't need to take that oh, right. back because I'll put you to sleep some other way, you yeah, son of a bitch. That's what it was. You son of a sleep. bitch. Yeah. He's one of those old school guys that's still calling people a son of a bitch. Yeah, son of a... While wearing tuxedos on a, on a nationally <laughs> right. broadcast you award dirty show. bastard. Yeah. Yeah. You so-and-so. You've... But he, I got to tell you, I'll give Mel Gibson one thing. Like, I didn't think it was funny, but he got a big laugh off of that colonoscopy line. Yeah. Like, the crowd in the theater was like, we like Mel Gibson again. Yeah. And I did not expect that. I thought they would have cold-shouldered him. Like, what happened? There was that one year where, like, uh, Nick Nolte and a few people sat on their hands because they gave uh, an award to, uh, who's the guy that... Ilya Kazan. Because uh, he, he named names. So right, they're, they're still mad at him it about was, it. It was Amy Madigan and Ed Harris, and they yeah. sat. They wouldn't applaud for him, which yeah, yeah. seemed a little much after the fact. But there you are. Mm-hmm. Plus, the Golden Globes. They, every time they cut to the audience, they're not applauding for people because <laughs> they're, they're, they're all just getting yeah. drunk and talking yeah. amongst themselves, and not you yeah. know, especially if their categories pass, they don't even yeah. care anymore. Have you gone to that thing, Michael? I have. How did that work out? It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who hosted? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, it was four hours long. Yeah, I think I think it must have been Tina and Amy. I guess. It was oh, is that recent? Was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was just a few years ago. No, they were great. They and were. you were nominated for something, or I just was hanging out? Nominated for Masters of Sex. Yeah. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then you're on one of the TV tables in the back. No, we were quite close to the front. Because isn't it yeah. funny though? A lot of the TV people, when they win, it takes you know ten yeah, minutes for them right. to get to the stage. Yeah. Because they're a little a little pushback. But Katy Perry gets the best seat because yeah. she doesn't have anything to do with anything. Channing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chan- Channing Tatum was so close he could nip back and get his thing and then come back <laughs> yeah. up again. That's how close he was. Yeah. Michael, I just got to say that it's so weird seeing you in person because your billboard was on the corner of my street for so long and it was just your head and the word sex next to it (laughs) so every day waiting to turn left I would just stare at your face and the word sex did you not notice my eyes watching you like that yeah I was like is that a question or a statement (laughs) was the light long enough for you to knock one out yeah I I got up to three per red light (laughs) (laughs) that is a long light or you should see a doctor Uh, I, I was on a Nickelodeon show with Kiki Palmer ah, yeah, yeah. about five years ago called wow. True Jackson. Yeah. Wow. And then, of course, I see her now, and she's a grown lady. When she I was working with her, she was a kid. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. She never knew my name. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. Even to this day, she'll go, hey, Dr. Masters. Uh, she has no idea what my actual name is. She thinks you're a doctor. Yeah. That's Kiki, better. That's Kiki so stays in character. That's all that was. Yeah. yeah. Hey, t- Dr. Every Masters. Every time I ever talk to anybody from the show, I'm always like, it's me, Mr. Madigan. I actually say my character name to them, and then she's like, oh, Mr. Madigan. Oh, hi, Mr. Yeah. Madigan. Maybe she only knows people by their character names. I think that is true. Julian? Yes. It's your turn. <laughs> For your Kiki Palmer story. Oh, 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 man. So one time we got stranded on the five and uh, we had to hitchhike and I was like, you put your leg out there and see what we can get. And uh, who is this person? <laughs> no, when, when Greg said the Kiki Palmer thing the first time, I was like, that is quite a non sequitur. Yeah. But she was on Masters of Sex. Okay. She's and, an actress. And she's no, on, I know. I put it together. She's on Scream Queens now. <laughs> oh, Scream Queens. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Isn't that show, don't they kill somebody constantly on that show? Like, is I she... would hope so. It's called Scream Queens. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it would just be vaguely interested queens. But I think they bring, I think they really pump up the cast with a bunch of famous faces that right. they can you're, just kill. And you're thinking of Columbo. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Julian, what was the last movie you saw? Oh, gosh. What did I just see? I just saw... Well, no, the last movie I saw... Well, we talked about this at the Golden Globes, but I guess we'll, we can talk about it here because they're different listeners. Yeah, I was dining with Doug and Karen, and this is Doug Lowe's The, the Revenant. There's not a lot of crossover. You saw Revenant. And uh, it's the. I, I'd like to say that it's the most, like, tremendous, visceral experience I've had watching a movie in a long time. And that was just the fucking screener. I can't wait to see it again <sighs> in the theater. Dude, yeah, on the big screen. Well, it's I, a, so I mean, intense. I have a decent TV. I do, I yeah. do podcasts. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that that people put it on their their widescreen TVs now, yeah. so it does feel. But like I was a watching it going. Like I really want to see this on a big screen, but I can't stop watching it now. It's so. It's just so. That intense. opening battle is unreal. I can't believe it's real. I can't believe a movie can win Best Picture in an award show when it hasn't opened yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody uh, here seen it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, in LA, it's been open, but right. like, the rest of the country got it. Uh, gets it Friday, or they got it last Friday. They got it last Friday. Oh, so, okay. So it's open now. But uh, man, I, like we were talking about this, the the trailer ruins that movie more than I've seen a trailer ruin a movie in a long time. Trailers ruin movies in general. I've been begging people to not watch a second of any promotional footage of the movie Room. Because part of the fun of the movie Room is uh, you know, not fun; it's a serious movie. But, <laughs> but part of what's great about it is the you know the the twists in the plot that they handily just give to you in the uh, trailer. Really, they give it away in the trailer. That is, <laughs> it's like why go to the work of making a movie anymore? I don't know. Well, I they mean, have different people. They're just trying so hard to trailer, protect right? their investments. Yeah, you know that they and also most people want to see the whole movie in the trailer unfortunately because that's mm. how dumb people are yeah is that like when they do polls and they ask people how do you feel about spoilers most people don't care the trouble is the people who care about spoilers are so in your fucking face about it like just one oh. of my guests on a Douglas movie they're like movies, vegans I was like, it was like a week after Star Wars came out, one of my guests made a joke of a spoiler and got so much heat on Twitter. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just for making a joke uh, because people are so, uh, the people that care, care so much. Yeah. And then everyone else doesn't care. So it's a weird... Surely Star like, Wars doesn't have a baffling conclusion. I mean... <laughs> no, it's not about the conclusion. Oh. I mean, I've, this, this podcast has gotten people mad at it for mentioning the first weekend that Jason Statham appears in the final scene in uh, Fast and Furious, whatever number that was. They were mad about that? Seven. Yeah. They were like, and I was like, you can't be mad about that we just mentioned some dumb cameo that happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So people were mad that uh, Force Awakens ends up taking place entirely in a snow globe? <laughs> they were so mad. And I was like, I'm, I'm helping you because now when you go back and watch it, you can look for all the clues. Yeah. Like there's lots of scenes where you could clearly see some acrylic in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> But the Revenant was was just amazing, and I. Uh, it was the you, movie where I had to like cover Revenant? my eyes. How do you say it? What is the I what is it? By the way, Michael, you're foreign. Did What's you only Revenant? see it in French? What does it mean? What does that word mean? The Revenant. Well, the, the definite is it in your book? Like your a book's super smart. Or something similar. Revenant is a uh, uh, colloquialism. Oh. <laughs> I actually don't know what it means. I'm sure it means, I don't know. But I am going to call it Revenant from now on. Yeah, Revenant. Because of you. Like, like great well, aunt. Well, after you see such a glorious movie, you have to pronounce it Revenant. I saw Revenant with my great aunt. <laughs> I, I believe... can't tell you how much we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> and then we, then we had, then we had a corned beef at Conter's Deli. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it means stool pigeon. Well, now you're just being pigeon. a silly cont. <laughs> I believe it means stool pigeon in drug speak. <laughs> ah... Oh yeah, because that movie had a lot of uh, drug dealing going on. Yeah, it's a it's a really intense experience that movie, and uh, uh, it's uh, not funny that you brought it up, but perfect that you did because since Leonardo DiCaprio just won, I believe um, he won. his second or third Golden Globe. Mm -hmm. I don't. Th I think he's won Golden Globes before, but he still doesn't have that elusive Oscar. No. Do you think it's going to happen this time? I think that uh, he's probably. I think he's going to win. Yes, short answer. I also think, um, and I, I hate to refer to something you've said in private, but I think it won't be because of the movie itself. I think it'll be because, because the movie's amazing, but his performance. We were making love when I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Under the billboard of Michael Sheen. Yeah. And the, 
when you finished, you just had your hand on my face in the mud, like at the end of the bear scene. But uh, spoiler, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the problem. Nobody, nobody in America has seen that movie yet, and everyone in America knows that Leonardo DiCaprio makes love to a bear in that movie. Well, he gets raped by Did a bear. Did I misinterpret and, that like, scene? What happens in a lot of rape cases is he never presses charges. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, you guys. You gotta, you gotta press charges. Yeah. Even, even if it's a bear. Um, yeah. But I want to play a, a game we play on the show sometimes. It's not really a game. It's more like just a, a sharing of our opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think that he might finally win a career Oscar for The Revenant. That's what it's called, a career Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that's what uh, uh, Paul Newman got for Color of Money. Right, and Pacino for Son of a Woman. And yeah, all that. just like, hoo So <laughs> it's not always their best performance that, that gets them the Oscar eventually when they've been nominated a bunch of times. But on the other hand, Leo is great in this movie. It's just interesting to me that, that he's been playing all these characters for, for the last few years. Like, oh, he's going out of his way to have an accent or a right. physical well, physicality a of... or, or prosthetic makeup, you know, like Edgar or whatever. And now this movie, he just gets fucked by a bear and he's going to get an Oscar? Yeah. Well, he, you know, I almost gave a spoiler. Well, he... But the most grueling movie to shoot probably ever... Michael, have you ever shot anything where the whole movie takes place in winter and you're actually out in it the whole time? I thought when we did the last Twilight movie, uh, because there was a like 20 to 25 minute scene of a battle out in the snow in fields. So when we were getting our costumes done, I decided I was going to have the warmest costume you could possibly have. <laughs> layer upon layer of wool and cloaks and fucking jumpers and thermal stuff and I was ready and then we and got a there, hat and a hat and a wig and fucking contacts everything was ready <laughs> contacts. and then it turned out we were in a studio on a sound stage for weeks and weeks and weeks doing that scene and they just CG'd the forest in and I was fucking boiling ah. every day I was just soaking wet and I couldn't see a fucking thing because of the contact lenses it was the, night, <laughs> the worst shoot ever and they made the snow out of this sort of synthetic stuff so it was flying around in the air all the time and I had these massive contacts in so I, I constantly people having to pour stuff into my eyes because this stuff was gluing up in my Man. And everyone started coughing because they had this stuff going in their lungs. It was a right. man. You know who feels really bad for you right really now are hard. plumbers that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's but that does sound awful. Yeah. Because <laughs> plumbers get actual shit in their eyes? Well, Is that what your it point? It just sucks to be a plumber more than an actor. <laughs> but that does sound horrible. I don't mean oh, to be... I, he hates me now. No, no. Well, speaking of hate, we're going to play a game of... Nice segue. Love. <laughs> speaking of hate. <laughs> well, it does have the word hate in it. Yeah. You'll see. Love, like, hate, hate, like is the name of this game. And we are each going to take turns naming uh, motion pictures by a particular performer that we uh, first love. You know, give some love first. And then like, just like it. Then hate, not a fan. And hate yourself for liking and we're going to do the films of Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. Yeah. And we'll start with Michael. And, this, and you can pass on one of the rounds if you want, if you don't want to say that you hate. Uh, I don't know who, if anybody up here wants to work with Leo or anything. but <laughs> Or if he listens to There's no way he listens. <laughs> hey, uh, well, hey, 22-year-old. While I fuck you, can we listen to a podcast? <laughs> um... Is it about loving the film or loving his performance? Or, or it whatever? could be both, but I, I'd say the film, you know, overall. Well, all right, I'm going to say love 
and not so much the film, but his performance in what eating, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when I saw him in that, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, who, do you, who did he lose to that year? Because he got a nomination for Supporting Actor and didn't win. Oh, did he? But he was uh, terrific in it. Uh, oh, like, was that like 90? I think he lost to Lady Gaga. Good right away. <laughs> that year. Was that like 94? Yeah, it's 20 years ago. He was a kid in that one. Yeah. Is Lady Gaga good in the... That show, My or do they just give amazing. it to her because they're the international Ford Perfect press, and they're just her, like, right? "Oh, Gaga's an international star. Yeah, let's give it to her." Because no one else from the show was even nominated for acting awards, and a bunch of amazing actors are on that show: Dennis O'Hare and and uh, what's her name, Angela Sarah, Bassett, Sarah Kathy Paulson. Bates, yeah, yeah, it's they they put great it's actors in that heavy. thing. Yeah, it was a career globe. Yeah. For all of Lady Gaga's <laughs> acting work, a career club. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like here you go. Now you can you can stop acting. Yeah. <laughs> go back to making music. You made a you made a terrific long speech that the orchestra didn't ever try to interrupt. Like as soon as she sounded like she was wrapping up, then they came in. M- movie stars and filmmakers got the fucking music interrupt mm. during their speech. Lady Gaga's better than all of us. Uh, Greg, what do you, which one Cap- DiCaprio movie do you love? Love? Yeah. If you have to. You could pass. Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to pass. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say The Beach. That's, <laughs> like, that movie is... You don't want to save that for like or hate yourself for liking? Well, there's some that I hate. When we're getting to hate, I got a few. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, I don't but think you, the, I don't you think love the, movie, the Beach. I don't think the movie's a masterpiece, but uh, I love postcard movies, and... Uh, and I love pot, and uh, it combines both those things. It just gets falls apart as it goes. Oh, there's no plot. Whatsoever. Like if it was a whole movie about shooting each other with super soakers on the on on scooters, I would be all over it. Right. You mean you mean Spring Breakers? Yeah. Spring Breakers. Didn't the nobody guy, remembers that movie? Didn't the guy who wrote and directed Ex Machina write the book The Beach? That that film is. Better. I bet you he did. Alex Garland. I bet you he did. The screenplay. He wrote. He the wrote the screenplay. There you are. There you well go. Done. Yeah, he wrote That's a few Danny, screenplays. I think Danny Boyle directed that one. Danny Boyle directed, yeah, yeah, but no, right. I thought I thought um, yeah. Alex Garland wrote the book. Right. No, wrote the screenplay wrote the of screenplay. the beach. Right. Yeah, and he wrote. Uh, he also wrote Gattaca, I think. Gattaca. Could be wrong. Gattaca. He wrote a few things. Alex Garland wrote a few, you know, futuristic-y kind of things, and then uh, there's a fantastically dated X-Machina. video game scene in the beach where he pretends he's in a video game in his imagination, oh. and he's running around in a video game. But because of when it was made, it's just I do not remember that. It, it's like breakdancing scenes in 80s movies that all of a sudden, like Johnny Dangerously or something, that, which is a period 30s gangster movie, they start breakdancing. And you're like, I know when this movie was made. <laughs> the 30s. Yeah. What's one that you love, Julian? Uh, Revolution Road. Is that what it's called? Wait, this is the one you love and you don't know what it's called. The one with Kate Winslet. Yeah, Revolutionary Road. Revolutionary Road. I love that movie. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> Were you like, I want a darker, shorter Mad Men on the big screen? Yeah. Because that's what it kind of ended up being. Well, Mad Men's Mad my Men favorite show of all time. A little bit, I Mad think. Men is my favorite show of all time. So you, there you, go. you nailed a reason I didn't even know why so I love that movie. it's the same thing. Well, it's, you know, Secretary Pool, and they're all dressed up at work, and they're s- having affairs with their secretary. I have a real, like, honest to God problem with Kate Winslet. Like, it's an issue. <laughs> Like, I love her. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So anyway, I just thought the acting was amazing. I thought it was just an amazing movie. It well, was you know she super was in a depressing. film that some people love with Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if you saw it. Revolutionary Road? No, it's called Titanic. Uh, you ring any bells? Uh, ti- I'm sorry, Titanica? Uh, Titanica! <laughs> Alex Garland. Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> My Leo movie that I love is a film called Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. That's a great uh, one. And also, I love it because of the time period. I love anything that yeah. has... Uh, sexy flight attendants. I almost said stewardesses because mm-hmm. that's what they were called when they were all sexy. <laughs> now they're men. Now there's men and unsexy people, and they call them flight attendants. I, mi- I miss you Pan can- Am so much. Catch Me If You Can doesn't have any of the like dissolution of marriage and abortion that Revolutionary Road has, so I don't see why. Oh, so that's what, your what problem. You, you couldn't relate to it. <laughs> Nor does it have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So what's the next one? We like something? Michael's, or Michael starts starts us off <laughs> with just a Leo movie that he just likes. It's fine. Like oh, kind what? of how Greg feels about the beach. Um, <laughs> hmm. One that I just like. Yeah. Uh, I can give you one. Wolf, Wolf on Wall Street. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Greg? Are we doing hate? Like. Uh, like. I, like it, goddammit. I didn't like Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, At all? Oh, no, I hated it. Hey, well, then, now you know what you're going to say. I'm yeah, planning Spoilers, ahead. spoilers. <laughs> well, you just asked me if I liked it, but I didn't like it. Uh, what are some other Leo movies? There's the, uh, oh, the, well, the, there's the gangster one. That one's all right. The Departed, he's good in that. Yeah. He's good in that. I thought He's the good. movie fell apart, but I, I, I thought he was good. It fell aparted? <laughs> I thought something departed, and it was the fucking plot. Yeah, it doesn't, it, does, it can't uh, stand a whole... A and whole... Familia Vera, or whatever her name is. Vera Farmiga? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that. You don't like understand her in general? Like her, like her face, you don't understand? I her. didn't understand what she was doing on screen during the movie. <laughs> in terms of acting. There was, a, there was three separate movies going on. There was a Jack Nicholson parody film. <laughs> there was a movie where Roy Winstone, as brilliant as he is, was hopelessly miscast. And then there was another movie that had Mark Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, and Leonardo in it. Doing that a was, comedy. That was a terse <laughs> cop movie. It was like three. That or four was like movies. a mammoth, fast-talking cop thing. Yeah, because right. they all did they. Glenn Gary, you know, Glenn Cop. It was, prob- <laughs> it was probably because they shouldn't have cast that comedy actor in it, uh, Matt Damon. He shouldn't. Oh have, uh, God. Yeah, that guy's so funny. What's when he doing right. in a drama? I mean, when you put that a stand-up guy. into a Scorsese, yeah, 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 he's the yeah, best yeah. comedic actor right Don now. Don Rickles in Casino. That Matt Damon. Matt, in, Matt Damon could read a phone book from Mars, and I'd laugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey's acceptance speech on the Golden Globes was, fu- was funnier oh, was really funny. than the Martin, the Martian, the Martin, the Martian, the Martian in its entirety. Yeah, I mean, because the Martian's not trying that hard to be funny. It's clever at times. The dialogue's clever. The guy that wrote Buffy, uh, not Buffy, Angel, that TV show, he wrote the Martian movie. He also wrote Cabin in the Woods, which is a very clever, uh, fun movie. I like Drew Goddard. I'm not trying to bring him down. I'm just trying to say. Martian's not a comedy. <laughs> Which one do you like, Julian? I like uh, uh, The Man in the Iron Mask. Just kidding. I thought, I thought you were going to say Revolutionary Road four times. Because <laughs> you seem to have a real Well, I, lo- I love it, depending on my mood. And then yeah. sometimes I just like it. Yeah. Um, 
No, which one do I like? I like, and this is weird because it's intense, but I like Basketball Diaries. Writing them or watching the... Uh... I like writing my feelings about basketball. What are we talking about? Um, okay. No, I like that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time, but it seemed to be uh, somewhat stylish and kinetic, and uh, he, he was good in it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Also, okay, full disclosure, I can't really think of any other Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Oh, actually, I'll be honest, Titanic. I like Titanic. I do like Titanic. I've watched it four times. It sinks every time. <laughs> For my like, I went with Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Or I should say William Shakespeare's really? Romeo and Juliet. Directed by Baz. I don't know why my voice went to eight registers. I just like oh. it, Greg. I don't love it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's Maybe no... it's the stunning visuals and lack of coherence that make you love it. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is more visual and uh, not too coherent. Shakespeare with guns. Who, th- who knew? Str- but strangely, it's, one of, it's like up there as one of my favorite Baz Luhrmann movies mm. uh, overall. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know why. Who made the Great Gatsby one with him? That was Lerman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that old sport? <laughs> hey, if there's one thing. Can I get you something old sport? If there's one thing that screams the Roaring Twenties to me, it's Jay Z. <laughs> that was my favorite aspect of it. Like I went into it thinking it's going to be Great Gatsby, but the music's going to be all modern. Right. And then that didn't even yeah. uh, pan out in my favor. Old how, sport. How does Romeo and Juliet end? I mean, I don't want spoilers, but. <laughs> It's all in a snow globe. <laughs> like Juliet, Juliet pretends to kill herself, but then she lives, and she goes to Afghanistan to work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for uh, hate, if you want to be that bold, Michael, is there a Leonardo DiCaprio mo- movie that you want to be on record as hating? I don't know. I, can't, I mean, I can't say I've ever hated. I mean, he makes... Pretty good choice. He's a hard him. worker. I think. I think I'll he's up he's there with like uh, Tom Cruise of like guys that just work very hard. Yeah. I spent an entire day acting. with him once because I did a film called Blood Diamond that he's in. And uh, wait, and why say hasn't that it. come up yet? Is a love or? A... <laughs> yeah. Say you hate. Like it. Say you hate the movie that you're yeah. in with Leonardo DiCaprio. I hate that one. <laughs> I hate that one. But I spent the entire day with him, and he was very personable. Right. Yeah, lovely. Very nice. But he told me, maybe this is, I shouldn't say oh, this. Now you have to. <gasps> he, to he, he mentioned a story. He told me a story about being, having to sp- spend days and days on set with another actor who is known for being very deep in character and uh, never spoke to him. And he said, you know, like when you're sitting like on chairs like this in between takes and uh, he said, because the other actor was so in character that um, he couldn't acknowledge Leo. Well, it, it, because that wouldn't be in the film. If that we guess it right, do we? Will you tell us we are correct? Jonathan Lipnicki. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was Jonah Hill. Oh, no, it wasn't. I think it's Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York. I had a lovely time with Leo. <laughs> ding, 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 All ding, day. ding. Daniel Day's overacting in the poster in that movie. <laughs> he, he, went out, he went out and got a Lincoln hat a few years too early. <laughs> um, I, I, for my hate, I just went with uh, uh, Edgar. Edgar. Uh, because oh, yeah. J, J. Edgar. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he means well, but between him and Clint Eastwood, you know, like, uh, they, I, don't, I don't know what their priorities were on that movie, <laughs> but, like, having a decent old age makeup was not one of them. I forgot I saw that movie. So, 
Are we on to hate now? That's called repression. <laughs> oh, yeah, I skipped to you, Greg. What do you hate? Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Not even the part where he's super fucked up on all, the, all those drugs and he's trying to get That's in it. To be so honest, good. Leonardo's the best so thing good. in it. And, yeah, and the, fir- okay. the, yeah. the first scene with Matthew McConaughey, you think you're going to be in a different kind of movie altogether, and then it descends into this misogynistic claptrap that I fucking couldn't even bear. And, uh, and, and, and his character wasn't that winning. Like The thing about Goodfellas is they're all repulsive human beings, but it's so wonderfully done and so be- brilliantly acted that it carries the day. And Wolf of Wall Street, I thought, was like Goodfellas without the fucking script or the acting to carry the fucking day. Also, it was eight and a half hours long. <laughs> like, make that movie... 85 minutes and it might have fucking been better but it was because it was what was it 240 or something it was murder it's long it's a it's full three hours i think it was but, murder uh, but what did, not to get off of the subject of dicaprio but uh have you he seen, was great in it have I you mean, seen the big short no i haven't seen that yet because it covers this you know obviously pretty similar territory but it's more it's it's funnier but at the same time also also more depressing because that's what Wolf of Wall Street to me is I'm going to skip ahead I put it on my hate myself for liking it ah. because I think it's a lot of fun to watch and I, I but I think every time I stop and think about the story they're telling and what horrible people those people to me are worse than the mafia yeah no. You know, I because because they hurt more people, and they and the people they hurt aren't other mafia members. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they sort of kill their own for <laughs> much of the time. So um, yeah, so that was my uh, hate myself for liking it because I for some reason I just Scorsese's his just his vibe when he's doing something modernish, even though there's things about it I don't like. I, I just like that that happens. Like his TV show Vinyl that he's just a producer mm-hmm. on looks terrific. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That yet. looks really good. On uh, I should say it's not TV, it's HBO. So uh, <laughs> uh, what what do we have to fill in here? Uh, Julian needs a hate. I need a hate. Uh, I, I don't. I, what I mean, I don't. I don't think I hate a. You can pass. I, I got a pass. I don't. I, it's because I can't think of one. I, I want to hate a movie. You never. <laughs> you never saw Gatsby, because it's not great. Uh, no, I didn't see it. I feel like I saw it because of the trailer a bunch, but no, I never actually saw the movie. What about... Also, I love that book. What about Marvin's Room? What's that one? There's no reason to hate it. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird that... like He, he hasn't he really does, made crap. He doesn't... Yeah, he puts himself into stuff, and uh, it's not garbage usually. Oh, no. <laughs> no? You sure? Mm. Yeah, okay. he gets he gets a, he gets a, a bad rap for his accents, but I'm trying to think of what movie everybody made fun of him for for his accent. Blood Diamond was it Blood Diamond? Blood Diamond, he did Blood Diamond was a rough one, but that one I think he does a good job, but it's just hard to get used to yeah, because he it's did a Leo good DiCaprio's job face. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, sometimes like that's the crazy thing, like these all these actors that you know your Gwyneth Paltrow's and your uh, whoever else has done it, who do the British accent. Uh, like the other way, it's usually like we're surprised that an actor turns out to be British. Like Hugh Laurie, people are surprised. Oh, the house is British, you know. So because we get it the other way, you get to know them with their American accent in their part, and then you find out they're British. Or like Rick on uh, Walking Dead. But like the other way around, some movie stars, no matter how good the accent is, everyone's gonna say that's a sh- they're doing a shitty job because it's just weird to see that accent coming out of. A very American celebrity yeah. face. You yeah. know the best, one of the best uh, um, American actors doing a British accent I've ever heard was when Juliana Margulies hosted SNL and she did, she was being Liz Hurley in a sketch and she, like, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like magic because then I knew Juliana Margulies from, you know, the stuff she'd done. And then so, you never heard her do accents. I'd never heard her do accents. And right. she, she did a perfect 
perfect, not just British, but like Liz Hurley British, which is mm. very hard Your to do. British is pretty good now that I listen to ah, it. <laughs> thanks. I like when movie stars are just movie stars, like Sean Connery. You know what I mean? Or Clark Gable. Sean Connery plays any nationality. He never changes the... <laughs> what, what, Red October? Dimitri. Shabon, <laughs> underground. I want to defect. Well, Red October, they did that cool thing at the beginning where they had subtitles for a couple minutes yeah. and then they went... And then no subtitles anymore. And it's like, I wish every one of those movies would do that because it drives me nuts right. that everyone's just standing around talking American right. on, uh, you know, in these foreign movies. Just this, weird. This King George is a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's one you hate yourself for liking, Greg? Oh, uh, well, I already said the beach. I kind of hate myself for liking it. But well, what's another Leonardo movie? I'm, I loved Gilbert Grape. I thought that was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one I saw. Mm. I don't think I can come up with one that you would hate yourself for liking because, like we said, they're, so they're pretty, you know. He makes a lot of good movies. I, I, I right. wished I liked Gatsby enough to say that I hated myself for liking it, but I hated it so much that I hated myself for watching it. <laughs> But don't you like yourself for hating it? I do. Because as you said. Now this is a, a Joan Jettian logic here. It is. So you have to follow the sil yeah. syllogism here. The, uh, I hate myself for loving you. Right. Uh, but uh, the book is genius. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a 40s version I saw two years ago at a film festival with Alan Ladd playing Gatsby. And that's a brilliant version. Then there's the, the one from the 70s with Robert Redford and uh, uh, Mia Farrow that's not very good. Other yeah, than Bruce, how Bruce Stern's well. really good. How did good they it. fuck that up? Because that's a perfect cast. I know, I know. Whatever. Mud abs. <laughs> you said you were going to be mean on your music show, but you're being so gentle on this show. Am I? I think... Uh, is there a reason you're taking out your phone? I was, was going to look that. up fucking Leonardo DiCaprio movies. We're moving on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to do that. Okay. Um, but uh, that was fun. We really, uh, we really uh, gave it to him. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> take that, Leo. Oh, and one, uh, before we get to the game portion, one quick question for Michael Sheen, because he hasn't been on the show for a few weeks. Do you have a favorite Will Smith movie? <laughs> Ali. Tell the truth! <laughs> well, that's Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. <laughs> and terrible impersonation, by the way. I thought it was amazing. It's just like him. It's yeah. like he's sitting right here. Jack Nicholson. Your English accent is so strong, Doug. Yeah. Um, You're I like Juliana Margolis. <laughs> Margolis. We should also say that... Uh, you know, uh, obviously, rest in peace, uh, David Bowie, who did appear in uh, quite a few films. Do, uh, do you guys have any uh, m uh, movie highlights from uh, David Bowie's career? I mean, I... People love Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth. I mean, I know all the words to the entire movie. Really? Yeah. Go. <laughs> start us off. How does this start? I have fought my way here. No, uh, to the beyond the beyond the goblin. She does a fucking speech in the beginning. Can't remember the end. Uh, she can't remember the line. By the way, she does a whole monologue, and she always gets stuck on the line "You have no power over me" after she just read like a fucking page of monologue. And that's the only plot hole in the whole movie. Everything else is perfect. Also, the dog's real at one point, and then it's a puppet later. It's, that's kind of jarring. 
Yeah, I could see in a movie like Labyrinth how you'd be jarred by some unreality. Yeah. Uh, and David Bowie's wiener is so big in that movie, and it's a kid's movie, and it's very weird. He takes it out? Yeah. Yeah, it's a puppet. <laughs> why do you think they call him the Goblin King? I wouldn't think that would be why. <laughs> it's in the shape of a goblin, his penis. Uh, no, I love the labyrinth a lot. All right. Man of the Earth is uh, yeah, slow. I love the really weird cameos that he pops up in, like in uh, uh, Fire Walk with me. Oh, yeah, he's Where great he's like in that. that just oh, that's that a weird good one, guy yeah. who turns up in the office. He's so good, I forgot about and then that. appears again. Or like in uh, Last Temptation of Christ, where he, he's huh? pilot in that. And that really he was odd. in that? Yeah. He's pilot. He's pilot. He turns up in these really odd That's cameos. That's the, the Mel Gibson one? He was no, in the no, pilot no, no. for the series Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> I never saw The Last Temptation of Christ. But now uh, I know David Bowie's in it. Doesn't he play Tesla in The Prestige? Uh-huh. And, um... Uh, there was a movie he did called Good Night, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. And, um, and Goodbye, Mr. Ba- Chips. He was, yes. in, he was in Basquiat as uh, Andy right. Warhol. That, that, was, a that was a cameo I was thinking. And that was, yeah. uh, and he, does he was British one of the better... Warhol. He what? His accent, he does a terrible American oh, accent. Oh, it's, it's actually a terrible performance. He goes, Jean-Michel. No offense. Jean-Michel, you're painting of everything I've painted uh, on. My favorite Andy Warhol on screen is uh, uh, Crispin Glover oh, in the Doors, Doors movie. Yeah, he's very good. Kills it. Oh, you're a beauty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, really, he's really funny in that part. Although Jared, what's his name in Factory Girl? Uh, Jared Harris. Oh, yeah. He's quite good. That guy's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's all right. He could do any action. I think the, the first pure sexy, uh, The Hunger, I, I'd pick for my David Bowie oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Because the opening scene where they're in the nightclub and they're playing Bauhaus and, and him and uh, uh, Catherine Deneuve take the people in the, and drink their blood and stuff, that part's really good. I love the, uh, <laughs> I love the song Cat People mm-hmm. from yeah. the movie of the same name, but oh, also, yeah, and also from Inglourious Bastards. Yeah. Right. yeah, and in both cases, I was happy to hear it. Yeah. You know? It's like, great. He uses it really well in Inglourious Bastards. Yeah, it's that was my weird how well it works in yeah. there. Uh, he doesn't go to that in Hateful Eight, though, does he? He doesn't put any modern stuff in there, does he? No. It's all Ennio Morricone, all who, who wrote all the score without seeing the movie. He just wrote a bunch of music and sent it to Quentin and said, pick, what? whatever, pick whatever you want. Oh, Golden Globe winner, Ennio Morricone? Uh-huh. You, mean? <laughs> you know he's uh, Quentin Tarantino's favorite composer. Uh, yeah, and we're talking... He said he that likes him better than Mozart. in that speech. He likes him better than Jungle. He goes, Bach! He <laughs> yeah. I like him better than Bach. <laughs> that was, we watched the Golden Globes very closely, mm-hmm. and no one else did. It's time for me to say, let the games begin! (laughs) Uh, Some folks brought some name tags, and uh, you guys have to pick who you're going to play for. Uh, We spent so much time yapping that we don't, the game portion's going to be pretty quick this show. But uh, just go physically grab the name tag you want to play for. While you do that, we'll do this. (laughs) We'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Today's episode is brought to you by CISO. CISO is a premium comedy streaming service serving up on demand 24-7 streaming comedy anytime, anywhere. It's specially curated for the comedy connoisseur with original series, quotable classics, next day, late night, stand-up specials, and more for only $3.99 per month. Just $3.99 per month. They've got countless hours of premium HD comedy like the entire Monty Python library, including Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and The Flying Circus, totally remastered into HD for the first time. The Full Kids in the Hall catalog, also entirely remastered into HD for the first time. Classic SNL from the 80s, and so much more. New comedy is added every week. Try it now for free and start as a guest, no credit card needed. CISO also has never before seen new originals, like the UCB show, a weekly variety sketch show from the original founders of the Upright Citizens Brigade, and the Cyanide and Happiness show, new animated series based on the wildly successful webcomic. Try it now, go to CISO.com and stream for free today, no credit card needed. S-E-E-S-O.com. Back to the show. We're back. Who are you playing for, Julian? Mike or future uh, for this sign, Mike, Mike to, the, to future. the future. That is, Mike to the future has to be, I've done this show a few times, probably the laziest pun I've ever seen. And, um, and then the, I'm not even sure that the graphic he stole from the internet is from the movie. Is it? It's close, but it's like, yeah, it's close did enough. you do this? Freehand? <laughs> no, anyway, I, and I like Mike's face. He's got kind eyes, but a scary head. That's a good uh, contrast. I need you to do two more minutes on this name. <laughs> Greg, is, uh, this is a great coincidence. Uh, Wolf, I'm working for Paul. Uh, Wolf of Paul Street, he has. And it, in order to indicate, he's drawn a wolf. And there's a, a very lovely uh, package of donuts. And they're upside down, actually. He's taped them on upside down. Uh, oh, Paul. Donuts. donuts are awesome, by the way. I'm not paid by donuts in any way. But um, if I... Uh, is that so they can't get legally sued for calling them actual donuts? Yeah, because Joe Donut might get mad. <laughs> no. Jules, it says... You don't want the donut lobby coming after you. It says six mini donuts right underneath oh, donut it does. Okay. to alleviate any confusion in that All regard. Right. I think it's just that they're smaller than donuts, and anything that's smaller gets that at thing. Or they're, or they're female. Yeah, they're donuts. <laughs> they're donuts. As you would say, they're donuts. <laughs> the donut... <laughs> anyway, donut... <laughs> Donut, donut. Let's call it off. Uh, Michael? Uh, I am playing for Alina. Uh, and I, her picture is uh, Charlie Kaufman's Anomalina. Yeah. Uh, with a lovely picture of the uh, Last Supper. I haven't watched it yet. Is that from the film? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's no, not it's, from the it's film. Not, it's not from the film, but it's a picture of puppets uh, at the Last Supper. Yeah. Uh, with also death, with a scythe which is a bit of a spoiler if Jesus sees that. Uh, there is one at this table who, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's not good. Yeah. Oh no, it's Matt Damon, it must be funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt well, Damon uh, is Judas in. <laughs> and, I, and I'm playing it for Alina because she is the one who has the right size feet for those Uggs. So I have oh, to play yeah. for her. Yeah, I, thought that, I saw that happening. I thought that was going to happen, and it worked out great. 
And Michael's great at this game, so you, you've practically got the Uggs on your feet already. Don't listen to him, Mike. <laughs> With your scary head. Paul. Uh, what size shoe are you? Uh, in, ja- in Japan. 73. He's, oh, sitting right behind, he's sitting right behind Alina just trying to intimidate her with his scary head. <laughs> Alina's man's got her covered, though. Yeah. I assume. Or it's a, or it's a first date and he just made the move. <laughs> <laughs> or he doesn't happened. know her and we're watching sexual abuse playing itself out. <laughs> Or their brother and sister, and this is freakier than we even imagined. <laughs> All right, we have a dumb new game that we play to determine who's going to go first in the uh, probably the only game we'll have time for tonight. We'll play, we'll play one game after this, but to uh, pick a person to go first, we're going to play Live, Die, Repeat, a.k.a. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, a.k.a. People send me a million suggestions for what this should be called, but it's the dumbest game ever created. <laughs> I'm going to say the name of a movie, whichever one of you repeats it back the fastest. <laughs> is the winner. I don't, I don't understand the rules, so I'm just going to play along when it happens and hope that I, I can figure it out. It's insulting in its lack of skill. No, but there, is, there strangely is a skill to it. Because you have to hear what I say and say it back faster than the other people. <laughs> yes, I understand the premise. Yeah. And I stand by my original assertion. No, you, you have to have powers of cognition to be able to do this yeah, game. See, you have to be able to hear something and then repeat it back much as no. if you were a parrot or something. You just something. have yeah. to be an object that can bounce sound waves back. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't yeah. even have to be yeah. sentient. Yeah, I just, got, I just got tired of these games where the, my guests don't know any of the answers. <laughs> and so I thought, how about a game where I give you the answer and then we see what happens. <laughs> Why don't you just close your eyes and pick one of us? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> he, he can't. Somebody come over and spin me. <laughs> He'd have to have his eyes open first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Sure. Julie, you got to... Oh, right, yes. Up. Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> You were just staring at a name tag that has four words on it. I'm practicing in case your movie is Mike to the Future. <laughs> That's my pregame ritual. I was praying for Mike. All right, here we go. Ready? Mike. To th- Mike to the Future. Oh, Clayton. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. <laughs> He said it twice before anybody else. <laughs> they didn't even, they weren't even gonna play. And I got so excited, I stood up. We're doing an Elia Kazan. We're both sitting on our hands. Well done, Jules. I got so excited that, that to win the ama- dumb game. That was amazing you knew that answer. I was like, this is for dumb people? I'm gonna crush it. <laughs> You're welcome, Julian. Thank you. Thank you guys, by the way. (laughs) Now we're going to play Last Man Stanton. And in this game, uh, we have a new wrinkle that I could not be more excited about. Um, The people whose name tags you chose are your lifeline that you can go to once in this game to help you out uh, with an answer. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah. Alina and Mike and Paul. Paul. <laughs> Get ready. Because you're Michael Clayton. Whoever. <laughs> Michael Clayton, Michael, Michael, Michael. Might come to you. We're gonna, uh, Last Man Stand is where we get a name of uh, actor or actress from the, uh, someone in the audience, and people tweet at me that they have great suggestions for this. And all the way from Chicago, our friend with the Jeff Proof sign over there, JG Klein 23 on Twitter, says he has a great Last Man Stand name. He also has all of his luggage with him tonight. <laughs> Why, what are you in town for? Meetings, yeah, and you just snuck out of your meetings, come see a little, oh, straight from the airport? You were delayed and then you still made it? Because you're Jeff Proof. (laughs) 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 And who is your suggestion for, thanks for being here, and who would you like to suggest? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Put your phone away, Julian. Sorry. I know you got a kid or whatever, but. (laughs) She made it out of the burning building, so if everything's fine. Oh, okay, good. All right, we're going to Robert Downey Jr. This is, uh, I, I like to play along, of course. Whichever one of you guys lasts longest that's not me will be our winner tonight. And we start with Julian. Okay. And then I'll go, I'll go next. Or no, we'll go, I'll go fourth, because that's, that's only fair. What do you got? Any Robert Downey Jr. performance? The in, Judge. In motion picture. The Judge. Very good. Greg? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, we already mentioned it. Terrific movie. That's a great picture. That's so good. It's so good. I'm going to watch it again. You think I'm stupid, don't you? Yes, I think you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. would make such a great team? Oh, God, they're fantastic. Why haven't they reteamed? I know. That's why I wanted to Are they re-team. like crazy magnets and they can't get together? <laughs> Michael? Iron Man. What? I thought, you said, I thought you said, I am out. <laughs> I gotta tap out. All right, so you're going Iron Man. So let's let's have a little fun with this. I'll go Iron Man too. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know if he did both. Uh, <laughs> less than zero. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a goodie. That's a good one. Oh, you like that? It's an autobiography of Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the only thing I like well. about it is the Bengals cover of "Hazy Shade of Winter." It's one of my favorite covers ever. That's great. Greg. Is he in restoration? Isn't that huh? A, is, that how is that how we're going to play this? We're two, minis, two movies in and you're guessing? All right. He uh, is in restoration. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Michael? Um, natural Born Killers. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to blow everybody's minds with a movie where he played a cameo. I just watched it because I was watching a ton of movies last year. Uh, he has a cameo in a movie directed by Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> yeah, those two had enough juice at one point wow. that he directed and starred season. in it. And Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. had one scene. Judd Nelson had a scene. And uh, it, the movie was called, and there's a new movie with that that the Coen brothers made coming out with the same name, Hail Caesar. Wow. Yeah, and it was terrible. Really surprised by that. I sat down thinking I was watching an undiscovered classic. (laughs) Turns out it's complete garbage. It wasn't even as good as... Chappie. Kidding. Chaplin. (laughs) 
Chaplin. <laughs> Chaplin. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. He was not chappy. He was yeah. not chappy. I don't know how you're going to be as a game show host, but I take the first thing the person says. Oh, I it's no make joke. You stick to God it. God forbid you tell a goddamn joke on this so show. You're out. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. <laughs> Greg, Iron Man three. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Michael? Less than zero. Mm, wait, we said that already. Oh, did you say that? Yeah. yeah we, remember we talked about Hazy Shade of Winter? And I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Does that mean I'm out? No. Oh. Um, Normally it does, but you're Michael Sheen. Thanks. <laughs> Coat of arms. <laughs> um, A field of second guessing. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. That first one was just Sherlock Holmes straight up, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't remember what the subtitle was on the uh, next one, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take any chances with that, and I'm just gonna. Jump I think to, I know what the second one is. Well, then I'm, you uh, might be in business when I'm it gets back to that. you. Yeah, when yeah. I get desperate. Well, the title that I'm positive about, and that Robert Downey Jr. was in it, is a motion picture called Weird Science. Oh yeah. Yeah. Julian. Uh, I'm torn here. Oh, you're you're regular Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> uh, was he in a movie called Perfect Sky? Was a Natalie Imbruglia joke? Okay, uh, my 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 podcast is going to go you heard great. how well my Natalie Imbruglia joke went over. You're yeah. like, I gotta I gotta stay on this Natalie Imbruglia gravy train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of. It's called surfing the laugh. Uh, I'm gonna say um, he's in so uh, many movies. Avengers? <laughs> Was he in? Does he show up in that as Iron Man? Full title. Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers. Age of Ultron. It's all right. You don't have to say Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, no, I shouldn't have to. No, well, you should, but we'll move on. Greg? Scanner Darkly. Mm. A Scanner Darkly. That was on cable every day for like four years at one point. I don't think I ever watched it all the way through. Michael? Was he in Air America? Yes, yeah, with, with everybody's with best Mel friend Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Supposedly, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like one of the few Hollywood celebrities is still friendly with Mel Gibson. Like he's he's stood by his side. Him and uh, I guess so what's her name still likes him. Um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Oh, I love how you pulled that out. Mm-hmm. It's Jodie Foster. Uh, well, they, were, they were in Lethal Wagon together. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> I love Thank that you, movie. Oh, I got I love that movie. He's such a good card player because he gets dealt a, a royal flush. Like you, you can only only good card players get dealt perfect hands. <laughs> Don't you remember? He thinks really hard to get it, and then he gets it. He gets it. Yeah, he's just like, right, this is when I really need this hand, skill. and then he gets it, and he's like, I'm Maverick. <laughs> uh, I'm getting confused now. Who are we talking about? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was in a motion picture many people enjoy. I thought it was all right. Uh, called Soap Dish. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Soap Dish. Julian. This is exciting. You guys oh, haven't wow. used your lifelines yet or anything. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't think of one, use your Hopefully, lifeline. Hopefully, uh, 
since my lifeline is Mike over there, hopefully Robert Downey Jr. was in a movie about Russian prisons. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening at home, he looks like a Russian convict. Um, <laughs> If you're listening at home or sitting past the third row, <laughs> Julian finished that joke for you. But the I rest will, of us love I, I have a guess, but I shouldn't guess. I should use my lifeline, so I will use my lifeline. Mike, Mike, dude, what's the give Robert me a Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. movie? Charlie Bartlett. Charlie Bartlett. Okay. I'm going to take your word for that. I'm, I'm taking heard. his word for it. That's, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't believe he would say that if he wasn't in it. Who makes up the words Charlie Bartlett? Well, the words are definitely not made up. <laughs> I've definitely heard of that movie. I just, I don't, oh, you have? I don't remember if Robert Downey Jr. is in it or not. Oh, yeah, no, he starred in it or whatever. <laughs> it's about a kid named Charlie Bartlett, isn't it? Yeah. Greg. Uh, a hilarious picture called The Wonder Boys. Yeah, with Michael Douglas, yeah. which you showed once as part of Greg Poop's right. film. Club. I did, and Robert Downey's hysterical in it. He is. He's he's the gay editor. He's that movie's great. Yeah. Wonder Boy. All right, uh, Michael. Uh, I'm gonna go Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows. I think that's right. I think that's right. Nice. I think you're correct. Game of Shadows. Um, okay, I'll go with uh, Marvel's The Avengers: Age of Ultron. Why okay. not? Why not take that one off the, off the table? Oh, because I need it? <laughs> uh, I, this is my guess, and I just feel like everybody was in this movie when they were young, so I'm going to go for Why it. Why wouldn't he be there? Right? Yeah, he was young once. <laughs> the Outsiders? No. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, dude. Greg? Iron Man 4? Is that what we're up to? No. <laughs> Yes? No. no. Did we get up to three? We did. Oh. We did. Well, I guess I'm fucked. Why? I went one Iron Man too far. <laughs> there's no Iron Man 4? Isn't Not that? yet, no. I thought I saw that on there's the a thing. There, well, no, there's a thing where him and Captain America are going to get mad at each other and fight. <laughs> and that's, but that's Captain America's movie. And oh. Iron Man just shows up mad at him oh. and fights him. Golly. Yeah. Michael? Um... We're going to do this together now, Alina. Okay, you've got one? She's got one. Go for it. Duty. Due date. Due date. Of course. The film Duty. Duty. <laughs> Duty with our friend Good Zach, one. Zach Galifianakis. Good yeah. one. Co-starred in Duty. Yeah, and great job. Robert Downey Jr. was the French bulldog in that, wasn't he? <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Turn his mic off. Um, all right, so I, I'm, I feel pretty happy with how far we've gotten. And uh, Oh, wait, is Greg, yeah, because you guys are both out. It's just me and Michael. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and declare Michael the winner. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Because his lifeline came in so strong for him. But, uh, you know, now it's the part of the show where we uh, we're hear from you guys about the ones we missed. The soloist, the pickup pick artist, chef. What's pickup artist? What's the one? What's the one where he played the singing uh, detective? Blacked up. Bowfinger. Tropical, again from my tropical, tropical thunder. thunder. Tropical thunder. Tropical thunder. Tropic thunder. Tropic thunder. Oh, Back to school. Yeah. Which Zodiac. Yeah. Zodiac. Chaplain. Oh, Zodiac. Yeah. He was Chaplain two. Game of Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Chaplain three. Age of Ultron. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you could have said Iron Man four. Uh, Home for the holidays. Iron Man three is in, of course. Go. Home for the holidays. What's yeah. the really directed like, by Jody Foster? He did a real innocuous rom com with somebody where it's like yeah, only you. Love with only Tomei. you. That's it. Yes. Only you. <laughs> wow. Two guys and a girl. Two, Two guys, guys and a girl. girl. Oh, he's in that. Yeah. No, he's just looking for something to do tonight and. <laughs> Show's winding down, so we just thought he'd yell that out. God forbid you have an honest response on the show. See what happens. You get excited about a movie. But uh, since Michael won the game, that means that uh, Namalina gets the prizes. Yeah, thank God! These are the Uggs you're looking for. Yeah, those uh, beauties are going to look great on yeah. you. Yeah. Can, can you try them on right now? Please Make do. sure. Give us a little fashion show. With a little fashion Japanese show size 26 feet. Uh, and uh, where's your uh, little thingy there with the right uh, shithead on there? Do you want the donuts, Greg? Uh, I'll take them Tear off. Tear them off of there, yeah. My oh. goodness, they've been yeah. adhered. Yeah. They are never worn before. Completely I adhered. I mean, they're All a right. melty. Um, and for the yeah, viewers at home... Oh, look at it. She's got them on. They look fabulous. Do they fit? Are they comfortable? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Nice. Well done. Man, there's no better night than coming home with a new pair of shoes, right? You go to a comedy show and you come home with Ugg boots. Yeah, you weren't expecting that, were you? Pretty special treat, courtesy of Michael Sheen. Be a special uh, woolly motorbike that's outside. <laughs> She lives Perfect. in New England, everybody. Perfect. You'll finally fit in with your friends. <laughs> You're going to be like, ugh, look who's back. <laughs> um, she'd give that to her. She don't, I don't need it because she won all the prizes. I don't have to say a shithead yeah. for her. But I do have to ask you, Michael. Yes. Uh, when can you, you finish your work on the, the, as a robot? Yeah, finish that, passengers. That'll passengers? Uh, a long time from now. Uh, What's I've up next? Got, you uh, off to shoot something else soon? Uh, not for a little bit, but um, I, th- I think uh, when's find the Finding Nemo two should be coming out at some point, uh, which I'm in. Uh, you Alice take over in, Ellen DeGeneres's part? Yes. Uh, and Alice in Wonderland two is coming out soon, which I'm the White Rabbit in, uh, yeah, and you know, other things. Yeah, well, keep up, keep making great things. We love you, Michael Sheen, everybody. Thank you. Say hello to Sarah and wish her luck for her uh, golden, I mean, her uh, SAG award nomination for I Smile Back. Nope. <laughs> All right, I'll contact her directly. Uh, Greg Proops, what's going on? You got the book out, greatest book in the world. The smartest book in the world. Uh, when, when, yeah. when, when can, is, can I have an opinion? <laughs> Thank you, Doug. I know you feel that way. When is this one plot, baby? It's out. It's out already. People are already listening to it. Okay. Well, then I'll be in Portland this weekend, and I'll be uh, doing the Smartest Man in the World uh, podcast at the Helium in Portland, and on Sunday night is that one. So and, fun. And that be, the, pushing... the building that Helium's in has a dispensary now. Is it really? Yeah. How convenient. One stop shopping. Oh, that's such good news, because I was actually online looking that up, and I didn't see it. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to put out a, a, an extra podcast that I did a year ago uh, in New York uh, because I interviewed Tony Visconti, who was David Bowie's producer. So that'll come out tomorrow. Neat. Check that out, everybody. Mm-hmm. Julian McCullough, the new host of uh, the new show, new podcast, Julian Loves Music. I will be at uh, San Francisco Sketchfest next weekend uh, at to a 20, uh, the 23rd. 
Second and 23rd. 22nd and 23rd. Cobbs and Punchline. And then uh, I'll be at Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis at the end of the month. You know, you don't have to come here and make up credits just to... You don't have to pretend you have <laughs> a be show at a, at a place called Sisyphus Brewing. <laughs> I mean, who would make that? It's Charlie Bartlett started it. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Sisyphus Brewing. Is that next to Tantalus Wings? Yeah. Thank oh, you. And I've got um, uh, Michael Love's Coat of Arms starting... <laughs> uh, it's on Amazon. Starting on the 28th. So don't miss it. Greg Proops, first guest. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to do, uh, my understanding is we're going to do Campbell and Carstairs. Special guest, Suga Wine. <laughs> DougLovesMovies.com is where all my stuff lives and all of my tour dates. I'm coming to lots of places and, and then lots more places after that. Uh, one more time for Julian McCullough, Greg Proops, and Michael Sheen. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow night over at... Uh, UCB back here Sunday afternoon here at Meltdown and as always uh, the asshole who stole my parking spot at Costco is a shithead and from my lips to this post-it people who think The Martian is a comedy are shitheads Thanks again to CISO for sponsoring today's show. Only CISO, S-E-E-S-O, lets comedy aficionados stream hand-picked, ad-free, on-demand comedy from the comfort of their favorite device and location. CISO's got all of NBC's late-night shows the next day. Fresh new stand-up every day of the year. Original series from the funniest people on earth like Wyatt Senak, the Upright Susan's Brigade, and coming soon, Dan Harmon's Harmon Quest. All for just $3.99 a month. All the best comedy in one place. Don't believe it? See so for yourself now for free. No credit card needed to try it. CISO.com. Another talkie, eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky.